Welcome to Money Metaphors, exploring financial concepts through stories and analogies with Jason Coddington from Coddington Wealth Advisors. In this podcast, we help families and small business owners like you navigate the world of finance. Our goal? To help you stress less and enjoy life more, all while leaving a lasting legacy. Join us for this journey where we explore the nuances of goal-based asset management, retirement, and estate planning strategies as Jason and his team draw from years of expertise and guest experts to solve the puzzle of effective financial management. Welcome to the Money Metaphors podcast with Jason Connington, your host. Jason, nice to be with you again. Yeah, good to have me. Good to be here. Good to have me. Good to have me. <laughs> good to have me. Good to have me. There you go. <laughs> So first, let's start. I'm a narcissist. We'll just start with that. <laughs> there you can, well, you know, that's a that's the most refreshing, honest start to a podcast I've had in a long, long time. <laughs> oh, so it's good to be with you, Jason. Our last time in episode one, we spent a lot of time getting to know you. I think maybe we should get turn the focus to your business now and get a sense of your practice and who you are and uh, professionally speaking. So. The name of the, the, the practice is Coddington Wealth Advisors. Remind us of the focus of your business. Yeah. So our our focus is, you know, families and small business owners. And, you know, we just want to help them become more confident um, in their financial, you know, uh, in their financial life, whatever yeah. that might be um, for them, their own objectives. And we want to do that. We do that through a, a trusted relationship with a financial advisor. And so, you know, today with the internet, you know, you can Google anything or you can, now you can, with AI, you can ask questions. And, but at the end of the day, you still, we feel have a higher probability of achieving your goals through, you know, a trusted relationship with someone who's going to guide you through that. And that's who we focus on. We focus, we focus, well, that's what we do. And we focus on families and small business owners. Yeah, there is uh, no substitute for, for the human in the process. None at all. I'm curious, lots of financial advisors focus on families, but I want to turn my attention to your focus on small business. What's different about them? And what is it that attracts you to them as potential, as clients and potential clients? Yeah, I think what's interesting there is I've always, I've been an enterprising individual. I, you know, in high school, I started a auto detailing business. And then I also had an FFA project through school, you know, our local high school. FFA and, being Future Farmers of America, for exactly. those of you not a citizen, don't, yeah. don't understand. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Thank you for clarifying that. And so just kind of always enjoyed enterprise. I've always enjoyed business. And so I think that's why it's uh, first it started there. And then, of course, going my uh, my degree is in agricultural business. And so just, you know, it's enterprise and business has always been important to me. And then I, too, am a small business owner. So um, some of the same opportunities and quote mm. uh, frustrations that I see I face as a small business owner. I also see that out in the community and we want to be able to, you know, if I can solve them for myself uh, or if I'm facing them, uh, I want to find solutions. And if we could do that for other people, that's, and I just, and I just also like every small business owner is a, has their own story. I mean, they yeah. have, you know, they started just like I started. Um, it's just fun to talk. It, there's like a, there's almost like a common language you have if you're, if you're a small business owner uh, talking to another small business owner and it doesn't matter the industry, you know, you could be a restaurant owner, you could be, you know, you could own a, a farm, 
you know, you could have a retail shop. Yeah. Um, you still have to pay rent. You still have to pay employees. You still have to, you know, focus on profits. You have to, you know, and that's all you're dealing with all of those things. And so even though the business itself might be different, um, there's a common vernacular um, and a common objective. And most people are doing it. Uh, you know, there might be this, this thought that, you know, oh, you're just in business, you know, to make killing. I said, no, I think a lot of people are in business because they really like to provide value to others. And, you know, after a while, should it work out, it, it does grant you some flexibilities that, you know, not being self-employed does. I mean, so, yeah. you know, that that's, uh, that's, an, that's important. So that's why we play in that sandbox, so to speak. As a small business owner yourself, you talked about the challenges of small business ownership. What are those, what are some of those challenges that are not, not only faced by you, but but all those other small business owners? I think one is taxes. I think taxes are a big part of, and when I say that, it's not, it's not necessarily, it's uh, it's not an issue having to pay taxes. It's just, you know, it's, if you're self-employed and, you know, there's self-employment tax, there's, you know, there's payroll tax and, right. and those are obligations you have to pay. But at the same time, if there's ways to, um, especially with income tax, if there's way through savings or, you know, or creative solutions, you know, to reduce the amount of income tax you pay, then that's more money back into your business or back to your family. And so that's one. Two is just, we see, there's a book came out years ago called The E-Myth Revisited. uh, And it talked about, um, you know, how business owners start out typically with the craft, like, and in the book, they use an example of an individual that has a pie shop. Well, okay. How it works out is, you know, someone usually starts business in business with some skill they have. In this particular case, in the book, it's someone that can, you know, bake pies. Um, mm-hmm. It might be someone that can mow lawns. It might be someone that has a skill set, and so they're really good at that skill. But then, what they find out is they get into the they get into the skills themselves, and they're not focusing on their business. So, you know, looking at things like, okay, well, I'm. I'm generating all this revenue. I'm generating revenue now, but you know, but now I don't have any more time. And so there's, or I'm generating revenue, but I'm not keep making as much profit. And so we're we find is with most small business owners is that helping them to understand that it's very critical to spend time on your business, not just time in your business. Because if yeah. all you're doing is spending time in your business, then you really just have a job, you know? Um, <laughs> and so that's, um, I think that's another challenge. So just cha- shifting the perspective. I have been at various stages in my career, a business owner, if you will, because I, I've done a lot of, I've been a freelancer and and, and worked for myself. But the difference being for me, I always just worked for me. I didn't have a payroll to meet. I didn't have I didn't have other you know realities that I needed to face in terms of people who were working for me. And I imagine that makes a huge difference. And the employees, you know, you want to, and I think we're, and that's a good kind of way to dovetail and talking about you know some of the retirement plans that are available to you know yes. business owners because you know you, you want to save for yourself, but you also want to help take care of the ones that, you know, are in your, in your business, taking care of your customers, taking care of your business. Um, you know, you want to help those as well. <clears throat> and there's some unique, you know, strategies and products out there that can help with that. Um, every, and every business is different. For example, there's, you know, there's 401k plans, there's simple plans, there's, you know, profit sharing plans, there's all these different types of retirement planning strategies and, you know, helping, you know, if you just were to a small business owner and say, you know, I want to get started helping my, with my employees, you know, there's about six or seven different paths you can go down. And so helping clients decide what is the right path for them and their employees mm-hmm. 
you know, makes sense. But yeah, the one thing too is, is, you know, hiring good people and by good people, you know, that not only are focused on taking care of, you know, clients, but at the same, or customers in this case, but this, you know, also have a work ethic and some other, you know, work ethic, empathy, those kinds of things, you know, that's important. And there's, you know, over the years and in, in different aspects, working with different businesses, you know, we've come to learn that there's, you know, just, there's kind of a formula for that, you know, some things you should look for. And so, you know, well, I guess that's kind of one of the things we can talk about with our team. You know, one of the things we look for in our team is, you know, we kind of, we were looking at it and then I was reading a book, I don't know, a few years ago by Danny Meyer, who's the founder of Union Square, and it's called Setting the Table. And he has these mm-hmm. six key, really emotional skills that should an employee should have or a person should have. And that basically makes them a great team member. And one is, you know, kind optimism. So basically is their primary way of being is that they're just positive people. Two is that they're, they're they have a, a level of curiosity. So, you know, they're very comfortable with always learning. So that's important. Three, of course, is important is they have to have a, you know, a, a strong work ethic. We can teach people to tell how to do a task or, you know, kind of, you know, a client, a client service yeah. system or apparatus or process, but it doesn't matter if there's not a work ethic there. So work ethic is important. A big one is empathy. So we want people to care, genuinely care about the situation. So, you know, if, if you, I think we've all been around people that are just, uh, you know, in it to make a quick buck, we, we really don't want people like that. So, and the last or the last two, you know, self-awareness. So just, you know, know, knowing what you can and can't do and not, you know, taking on more by taking off or biting off more than you can chew. So I think if, you know, if you're self-aware as an employee or um, even as a business owner is knowing, you know, what projects you can take on and complete successfully, that's important. I think there's one, one thing we learned and we like to do this with our clients. We learned this from a strategic coach founded by Dan Sullivan and, you know, there's, they call them the four refer, referability habits. And one is uh, do what you say, finish what, finish what you start, say, please, and thank you and yeah. show up, show up on time. And so <laughs> if you can be self-aware and do those four things, that's in good. And then last and importantly is integrity. And that's being able to do the right thing, even when it's not in your self-interest. And so we, we do that as, as advisors, we have that fiduciary responsibility anyway, but you know, when we hire people or we look at our team, that's what we're we're looking at is to, you know, kind of copy that, copy that model that uh, Danny Meyer had set out. Mm-hmm. So and how many people are on your team, Jason? So there's myself and then there's three others. So we have Mark, who is our operations manager. You know, he's the one that scheduling appointments, you know, taking care of, you know, transactions, uh, helping with transactions for clients. And then we have uh, Christine, who is our client concierge. And so anything client related, whether it's, you know, just taking care of whatever it needs to be taken care of, preparing for new meetings, uh, if that's the case, or, you know, you have uh, something that needs to be FedExed or overnighted, you know, whatever it might be, we help you with that. And that's client, that's Christine's focus. And then Matthew Credit is a new addition to the team and he is a associate financial advisor. And so he assists me in all the analytics of the financial planning part yeah. uh, and portfolio construction. And so with that, that team and myself, we strive to provide a valuable service out there, you know, in the community. Mm-hmm. And so, and at the same time, you know, one of the things I think uh, we do, we, we, we meet weekly and we talk about things that work, things, things that are working, things that are not working and 
things yeah. we like to add and we do that and uh it's almost like uh it's like chasing the horizon because it seems like you know you're when you're working on your business there's not are working on providing a better customer service experience. It's just never, it's never ending. You always want to try and do better. You sound like you really believe in the, uh, the, the concept of an honest debriefing so that you're looking, you're constantly examining your process and, and, and asking yourself, what could we have done better? Yeah. And that's, and that's, I've had to learn that over the years. It didn't just didn't, I didn't start that way. After doing this 27 years, you start to learn that, you know, uh, <laughs> you don't have it all figured out. <laughs> well, that, that's reassuring to know that you can learn from your yeah. experience and from yeah. your mistakes. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Actually. So if I come to you as a, as a client, be, whether it be as an individual with a family or I, I come to you as a small business owner, what can I expect from working or when working with you and your team? Well, you can expect one is that we're going to, we're going to care about, we're going to care about your goals. So, um, and I would say that's probably number one, if you, you have to be headed somewhere for us to be of value to you. Mm -hmm. So, and so people like, what do you mean by that? And so like, we know we wealth management. So some people think, oh, we just manage money. Well, we do, but it's, you know, wealth isn't just about money. Wealth is about, you know, there's, I mean, I'm sure it's, it's maybe how you measure but we don't see it that way. Perhaps we see it a little bit different because wealth is really, your, in our opinion, is the ability to be happy in sharing and caring and being with those that you love, you know, yeah. and, and care about. And so you don't have to have a lot of assets to do that. Um, you need to plan and you need to have some resources. So I guess the point I'm trying to say there is that if you were to come to meet with this, it's very important that, you know, you have a, a place you're going or a place you would like to be a goal or an objective yeah. and we can help you. If it's just get me the highest rate of return for the least amount of risk, we're not, we're not going to be a good fit. I think that's what people can expect from us. And I think, you know, you'll find that we, we do ask a lot of questions when in our first meeting, just to understand where we're headed. Cause we think it's critical. And we talked a little bit about goal-based uh, asset management, right? Um, uh, last time, and in order to make sure that assets or portfolio or the strategy is in alignment, we need to know that we have the right objective. So, asking a lot of questions is important. My first meeting with you, I assume, is a is a sit down where I don't. Know, I, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it, we kind of get to know each other and decide whether we're a good fit for each other. Exactly. Exactly. You'll have a good idea of whether, you know, you want to, you know, if you want to work with me, work with us and, you know, quite honestly, you know, you'll probably, we'll probably be deciding if we want to work with you. I mean, that's that's honest. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, a lot of it's going to be, you know, it has more to do with the intention because it's going to be hard. We like to ask clients this question. Again, we got this from the strategic coach, which is a good resource for small business owners. If they're listening. You know, we asked this question in most of our first meetings with clients. It's like, if we were to be sitting here three years from now, and you were looking backwards on your progress, what would have to happen in those three years for you to be mm-hmm. happy with what would happen? You know, and if you can answer that question, we'll try and find a way to help you. And, you know, nine times out of 10, we're able to do that. You know, sometimes it's, you know, I would, I'd like to double my net worth. And again, this is that whole self you know, awareness. Yeah. It's like, well, in three years, we probably wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Well, if you were able to do that, <laughs> yeah, you would yeah. be pretty unique. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, 
Right. But you get the idea. I mean, we want, you know. No, right? no, I understand. Exactly. But what well, if I for- sit down with you? What if I sit down with you, Jason? I come in and say, look, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of money, uh, but I, I know that, you know, I, I, I'm just going to make up a scenario. I, I just got married. My wife, my wife is working. I'm working. And we, we just sort of need help getting priorities and goals in order. Yeah. And so that's great. So after asking you that question of where you'd want to be in three years, we would then start into kind of laying out, you know, what, what aspirations, what goals do you have for your financial life? And so in mm. this particular case, we would ask, you know, questions about, you know, retirement, obviously just being newly married, they, you know, they may or may not have children, but if right. they don't have children, then, you know, college education isn't immediate. We'll ask them questions about their feelings about, you know, what happens in the event of a, you know, a premature death, uh, an untimely death to either one of you. How do you want the other to, you know, and that all, that all changes as life right. goes on because when you have different, you know, you have children that changes, but we kind of go through a, um, a questioning situation or a session, if you will, of just, you know, a dialogue of where would you like to be? And then we kind of step back and say, okay, what resources do you have now? And so, and basically we'll go through and look at, okay, well, based upon your goals, you have, you know, you have certain resources and, and the way we like to frame it is you basically will have three things in your financial situation at any given time. You're going to have opportunities um, that you're going to want to take advantage of. You're going to have threats or dangers that you're going to want to reduce or eliminate. And you're going to have stuff you're doing already good. Your things you're doing already well, such as, you know, maybe you already have a, a cash reserve or maybe you're already saving. And if there's strengths, things you're already doing well, we want to help you keep doing those or enhance that. So if yeah. you know, we filter the lens through where are your goals? Where are you headed? What threats are keeping you from that? What opportunities do you see out there? And what what are you already doing well? And then we kind of filter it through that. And then from there, we kind of lay out a game plan. And one thing I will say is, if you, especially if you're new getting started with us, we're really we really advocate for having kind of a three month cash reserve. If even if you're a young family, if you're a young high, if you're just out of starting the workplace, or if you're newly married. We really want you to, you know, have that goal dialed in before we really work on significantly on another goal. Of course, if you have a retirement plan at work, we'd want you to start that. But, you know, you're getting that. We found that foundation over the years. We found that that having that cash reserve is just absolutely foundational. And COVID taught us that (laughs) less less than 65% of Americans have one month of one month of savings, you know, in their, in their, yeah. in their bank. And that we just, that's just not sustainable. I mean, that's just not good. So we really, so it, we honestly, if you come into us and say, you know, Jason, we don't have our cash reserve. We'd like to work on it. We'd actually have you, we'd actually have you focus on accumulating that before putting, before even hiring us to help you. We'd like, you know, we'd want yeah. you to, we'd want you to do that first, then come back in six to 12 months or however long it takes you to save it. And, you know, then we can have a conversation because we feel we're just that passionate about that cash reserve because it just protects everything sure. else. You know, life throws you curveballs. The You get a flat tire, the washer and dryer go out, you know, a pipe breaks, you know, those you just in the way to keep you out of debt is to have or reduce the debt that you have is to have that cash reserve. So it's so foundational. So spend yeah. a lot of time beat that up. We'll probably have a podcast on that. But anyway, that's you, that's you what have you can hear a podcast. On yeah. That. Yeah. But, <laughs> I think that's where you would, I think if you were to say, what would you get from the first meeting? You're going to get that honest feedback about the future that you want to plan. And we'll give you, you know, then from there we start. 
And then, um, you know, it probably leads into what the, you know, what the next meeting would look like. And that's where we would take a look at, you know, plotting a, a course for you to, you know, achieve your goals. And, you know, nine, I think, and I don't remember the stat on this, but, you know, you, it's like when these pilots have a flight plan, right? They have a flight plan, but I think over 90% of the time they don't follow it exactly, but I don't think I want to get on a plane with a pilot that doesn't know where he's going. Right. So, exactly. So even though it's not going to be exact, I mean, we, when you're 28 years old and you're newly married and you're starting to plan for retirement, you know, a goal that's, you know, plus or minus 40 years away, it's not going to be exact, but the fact that you plan increases your odds for success, and that's important. Yeah, no, no, that makes tremendous sense. Just while we're talking about this, what are, what do new new clients need to provide you? Like, if they come in for that first meeting, do you want them bringing in statements and stuff, or is that a second, more a second meeting kind of thing? Yeah, I, ideally, the more we can do in the first, you know, it's our first meeting's complimentary. So yeah. get what you can out of us. So the more you bring, the better. So we would want you know investment statements life insurance, you know, copies of life and you know, insurance contracts, or just bring it in and we can copy it for you. And some of these things too, if you have a scanner at home, some, which more and more people do, or I think you can even do it on your phone. We have a service that we use through a company called Right Capital, where you can upload your documents um, and we can do your financial plan right in there. And then ultimately, you know, there's ways to have your, you know, all of your accounts linked into one secure place where we can see the activity and give you guidance on that. But the first meeting would be what's most important is, and we have a, a checklist we can provide clients. It's a questionnaire that kind of goes through what their life goals are. And, you know, those changes you go through life, right? You're not necessarily p- planning for college education. If your kids are already out of college, you might be interested in, you know, estate planning, retirement planning, and, you know, charitable giving for the, for example. Yeah. So, so it's every, it's a, every life stage is different, but we, we like to have clients complete that before they come in and they can do that. You know, we can do, we have a a service that lets them do that electronically where we see this kind of the the results from that prior to the meeting. So we're prepared, or if they just want to bring it in, we go through it together, but statements are nice. And then that, you know, a list of goals, which we will send out to the client ahead of time. And we spend our time there and, and then really there is no, you're not going to be asked to buy a product. Uh, I know on that first meeting, you know, you're going to learn about our services and and our pricing structure and um, and how we work with clients and our service model, you know, how frequently we meet and what that looks yeah. like. So you'll learn that all in the first meeting. And then if we do decide to proceed in the second meeting, you know, we'll come back and say, okay, here is, here's what we found and here's where we would start. And here's some things to consider. And I think I mentioned to you in the first podcast, you know, one of my hobbies is backpacking, you know, and so this second meeting is, you know, really like trying to fill out an application. If you're going to hike in the national parks, you have to have a permit. And so um, you kind of have to plan your route. And so this second meeting is really planning your route. We will help you do that and then what to focus on first. And then from there, we embark on, uh, we embark on the journey together towards the family's uh, financial objectives. How do you get new clients while we're talking about new clients? So the way we get new clients largely by referral. So word of mouth, you know, we do good for others and they like the service and they refer clients to us. We also work closely with attorneys and accountants. So we obtain uh, clients through those relationships as well. And then we, we do do educational events throughout the year. And so if you happen to attend those, whether it, you know, be, you know, at a local or in a local venue, or if it's a webinar, People attend those and, um, you know, then schedule a meeting from those and come in and see us. And that's how we generate our new clients, but largely by referral, 
largely by referral. Oh, word of mouth is really important. That's great, actually. I, I, I always think more people that when I when someone recommends someone to me because of their experience, I always find that really valuable. Yeah. And I, you know, it's it's no different. You know, you eat at a good restaurant and you say, oh, you should try this restaurant. You know, exactly. You, you typically go try it. So, you know, yeah. and a little bit more. And with finances, it's a little bit more particular. You know, you go to a restaurant and you don't like it. It's not the it's not the end of the world. But, you know, with a financial advisor, you want to make sure that you're with a trusted individual. Yeah, I, I and I do. I want to underscore that because I think it's really important. That, you know, this this relationship is an important relationship. And you should feel connected to them, whether it's with Jason or with anybody else. When you sit down with your financial advisor, because there is a lot of transparency here about issues having to do with money that, you know, you typically aren't always so transparent about with everybody in your life. Yeah, it's intimate. Yeah. And of course, everything's in confidence. You're nothing, you know, it's all should go without saying, but we're going to say it <laughs> when you meet with us. It's uh, it's all it stays in the four walls. No, that's great. And and uh, let's presume for a moment that there might be some people listening to this podcast who are not already clients of yours, but maybe based on this conversation, want to explore it a little further, get in touch with you. How do they do that? The best is you know to call us. Um, we, you know we're uh, we'll still answer the phones here. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> a day and age where phones aren't answered anymore. But uh, yeah, you can. Call us um, directly, 559-897-0040, or they may, uh, they may email us as well, mm-hmm. or they can text that same number, that 559-897-0040. What's your email, Jason? Jason at CoddingtonWealthAdvisors.com. Fantastic. Well, that's great. This has been an interesting episode, getting to know your your business a bit better. What, what are we going to talk about next time we get together? So next will be college education. And we have a little bit of a twist on that. And we're going to talk about saving on the cost of college, not just saving for college. And so that um, that will be the next topic. And we'll have a guest uh, joining us for that as well. So that will be good. Very good. Well, fantastic. Thank you for your time today, Jason. Really appreciate it. And listeners, thank you for taking the time to listen. We hope you found this as interesting and as useful as at least I did. If you're not a subscriber already, hit the subscribe button. That way you don't have to remember that oh, Jason's got a podcast that comes out when. I This way, if you're a subscriber, it gets delivered to you and you don't miss an episode. If you like the podcast, we would humbly ask you to give it a rating and maybe share it with others so that they get to know about Jason in his podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. For Bill, I'm Bill Tucker, and for Coddington Wealth Advisors, we want to thank you and remind you that there is no need to wait. Go out and live your best life today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Money Metaphors, exploring financial concepts through stories and analogies. Visit our website at www.coddingtonwealthadvisors.com or give us a call at 559-897-0040. Don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available.